from the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every Every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, back here in the saddle with you here on the BetQL Network. Every game here, Game 7, no hot take BS on this show. We bring you bets, and we bring you sports, and we were only off for one day, and a lot happened in the world of sports. Uh, a lot happened on Tuesday. A lot happened on Monday night. We will get to all of it here over the course of the show, which comes to you live today from the Odyssey app, the BetQL app, simulcast by our friends at Stadium, coming up from 4 to 6 Eastern, YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, Twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and heard on radio stations nationwide, including Sirius Channel 160 and XM Channel 205. And that's heard like as in listened to. Not like heard is said on like the uh, the show The Bear, which is like when you say something, like "Hey, like I'm coming over." Yes, chef. Heard, heard. I, I feel like I'm like way, way too old for references like this, but I think about it sometimes. Ken and I are here. We're bringing you the wagertainment, talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sports books, the great people over at BetMGM. Download that BetMGM app and visit that website, BetMGM. Dot com And do all of these things on a W3. Three words that start with the letter W. It is, in fact, a wonderful football Wednesday, January 24th, year of our Lord, 2024. Show on Twitter at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram at the Costos. Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper. He's on X at Lockie Lockerson. And on this wonderful football Wednesday, we will bring you five Five phenomenal guests, and it's an awesome guest list coming up today. The coach, Dave Wanstead, will join us. Former NFL and college football head coach, Dave Wanstead, will join us to talk Championship Sunday in the NFL. We'll also ask Coach if one of his former teams, the Dallas Cowboys, made a mistake in retaining Mike McCarthy as head coach, and if he thinks the Chicago Bears should keep Justin Fields or trade Fields and select Caleb Williams first overall. What do you think about Shane Waldron, the new offensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears? Can't wait to welcome the coach. Dave Wanstead to the show. Also joining us to talk NFL on the program will be our good friend Pete Prisco from CBS Sports. Pete will talk Championship Sunday, picks for both the games, and all the uh, the coaching carousel moves and GM carousel moves in the NFL, including the Tennessee Titans hiring Brian Callahan, Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as their new head coach. All sorts of good stuff coming up with our friend Pete Prisco. And Ryan Noonan from 4 for 4 and Betsperts and the Move the Line podcast. His bets, both sides total and props and not just like receiving props tackle props from our pal Ryan Noonan maybe some live golf bets as well from our buddy Ryan Noonan from 4 for 4 and Betsperts coming up in hour number 3 of the program joining us to talk hockey on today's show it's been too long since we welcomed hockey legend Jeremy Roenick to the show to the show Jeremy Roenick will join us on the program today we'll talk about the red hot Edmonton Oilers we'll talk Hart trophy and so much more who's going to win the Stanley Cup with the great Jeremy Roenick and uh we can't have 
a couple big pieces of NBA breaking news happen while we're off and not welcome Matt Moore to the show to talk about all of them. And obviously headlined by the Milwaukee Bucks firing of Adrian Griffin. Doc Rivers is going to be the new head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Ken and I will discuss it throughout the show as well. But Matt Moore joins us to give us to give his take in the Power Hour and all of his bets coming up for tonight. Plus... Ken and I going to update the side and total markets for Championship Sunday in the NFL, along with all the latest injury news. And it's Wednesday, so we're starting to get some injury news, including a note on Niners star receiver Debo Samuel. We will bring that to you over the course of the show, where we stand with the Chiefs and the Ravens, AFC Championship game in Baltimore, Lions and the Niners, NFC Championship game in San Francisco. Also, is it just what the doctor ordered? In Milwaukee, Adrian Griffin out, Doc Rivers in. What does it mean for the Milwaukee Bucks? Can they win the NBA championship? With Doc Rivers as the head coach, we will discuss Milwaukee's massive move and what it means for both the Bucks and the Eastern Conference and the entire NBA. We'll discuss the significance of two numbers, 70 points scored by Joel Embiid on Monday night for the Sixers that have Embiid as the sole favorite to win MVP now at BetMGM, and 14 it's the number of straight wins for the Edmonton Oilers in the National Hockey League. And if Edmonton can win the Stanley Cup, should Connor McDavid be the favorite for the Hart Trophy? We will get to all of it. And Ken and I, of course, will bandy about all the coaching news and general manager news as well in the National Football League. Power Hour, Final Hour, all our bets for tonight. We are locked and loaded. Wonderful football Wednesday after we had a terrific football Tuesday of not working on the show, which was really great. Ken, hope you had a great day off. Great to be back with you. How's it going? Uh, it's going great. Yeah, good to be back with you as well. And uh, yeah, we were talking off air just, you know, we're off Tuesday, Wednesday, the last couple of weeks, and we would come back and, you know, there'd be stuff to talk about. And you know, we'd have a lot of topics for the show. But it, you know, it wasn't like an insane amount. Or I didn't, I never came back on Thursday being like, Oh, my God, like so much stuff has happened. It was just like, all right, like, here's this result. Here's this game, whatever. We were only up one day this week. And it just feels like between like Monday night and a Tuesday morning, then like the Adrian Griffin thing, which I've just it's like a holy bleep, like yell at my phone moment when the notification came across and uh, like that whole saga and then like a bunch of results last night. Just, yeah, like more happened than usual, I feel like. There's there's even like other, I thought you did a great job like encapsulating all the stuff we're going to talk about. There's golf on right now, which is rare because it's Wednesday. Um, but obviously like this tournament, the Farmers is this week ending on Saturday because Championship Sunday is on Sunday. They don't want to compete with the NFL. The so, smart like, that's move. rolling. Uh, right. Yes. <laughs> the the uh, NHL can learn learn from things like this, like uh, baseball, how they do their scheduling with certain or events. Or like the WNBA. Like, hey, you know, let's put our championship sure. game up against like an NFL Sunday. Like, what are you guys yeah. doing? Like, why would you do like, that? We, I don't even. Yeah, I don't even like dislike your sport. Like, I might even check it out. Absolutely. Not, like, sorry. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do it. Like, I, like, you know, I have two one set of eyes. I can only put them on so many things. So golf's rolling right now. Uh, I have Colin Morikawa for like a truckload and he's off to a really good start. But he's, you know, like, we'll see how it goes. We need to follow this throughout the course of the day. And I, I ended up betting, hey, listen, listen to this betting card that you could appreciate this. Morikawa, Hideki, Sung J.M., that's the oh, betting. Baby. I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm actually not kidding. Those are the three. Go- I texted Tyler and I just go, I can't believe this is what I have. And Tyler wrote back like, Nick's going to love this card. I was like, yeah, yeah. Of course. Two, two of them were off to really good starts. Sungjae, not so much, but the other two. Uh, I, uh, I, is- bet more, I bet more Akawa, by the way, after the uh, yeah. after the interview with our guy Jason Sobel on Monday. I was saying he was at the sure. top of the board and I'm like, okay, we've had all these upsets and I had kind of made the decision, I'm going to bet one of the favorites in this tournament after all the stunning upsets we had seen in golf. And Morikawa, I even, think I even typed it in the chat like, we could have bet Morikawa. I ended up putting a couple bucks on Morikawa. So let's go, baby. And we're in the foxhole together yeah. here. 
Yeah, so he's uh, he's tied for second right now and, and playing and, and playing well. And like Hideki is the really, we'll do, I promise we'll do non-golf in a second. Hideki is like the fun one because he's, for people who haven't followed Hideki Matsuyama, like since the Masters, which was like be the, the thing that you remember him the most for, uh, quite the fall from stardom just in terms of like a couple things, not hasn't played particularly well had a really brutal set of finishes like to end last season and throughout last year like slamming clubs on the ground breaking stuff like things you don't normally see from Hideki then also folded into that is the idea that and you wonder like mentally what this does to you the idea that as live and PGA like come back together again a little bit and like seem to start becoming partners a little more in the next few years like he got offered like 700 million dollars and didn't take it and like didn't go and now it's like they might, you might, you know, some of these guys might get off scot free. They might just come back into the PGA and play in a bunch of events eventually. And it's like you, you know, should have taken the money. Like the, the lesson, as always, just take all the money possible in all situations. You just, you don't know. I'd argue how much it's don't listen to Rory McIlroy would be where I would have. Sure, gone with it. that would have been my headline. Rory, Rory likes to speak his mind a lot, and uh, and definitely is a lightning rod. So yeah, I mean, it just uh, well, and Rory, the the really funny part is that famous press conference or the not the press conference the players only meeting with uh with jay monahan where he's up at the podium and everyone's like talking and rory's talking Remember him? and grayson murray is one of the guys that was like griping and rory's famous comment is just play better grayson and grayson murray actually won the tournament a couple weeks ago like had a, a crazy like narrative along the way like battled like substance abuse like went into rehab wasn't sure if he's going to play golf like that quote being kind of right in the middle of that and then like ends up coming back to win it's actually like a weird weird circular thing there too so anyway watching golf right now i might have to bet more now that hideki is def confirmed not brutal might might actually have to bet more. Uh, he went off at like ninety to one, and he's three under right now. So, however this finishes, All right, well, let's when we do get this. To the end of the day, if he's what, it, I don't. There's no need to do it right now. I'm like, I'd like to see how everyone finishes up and that he doesn't fold on the back nine. But uh, you know, if he's three back, four back, something in that range, and he'll still be a pretty big price because he went off as a really big price. I, I've been kind of like really into playing him to win a tournament soon. Tyler and I were talking about this before the show and maybe get an opportunity here. We'll see how it goes. So I just add one of many things that happened while we were gone. All right. I put a, I just, I just bet him at 35 to one. Yeah. I think it's going to age pretty well. I'll be curious. Uh, I would, I would love for Morikawa and obviously like have the first round lead just so our, the bet on him, when you bet a low price in a golf tournament, you need the guy to just come out blazing because otherwise like you could have just bet him after the first round. Like when you, you got no wiggle room, when you go off at 10, 11, 12 to one, you got nothing to play with here. Like he's got to be like in first or it was a, it was a disaster of a decision. Uh, so yeah, oh, I, I would like to win a lot of money on a decky now after that bet that I just played. So let's, yeah. uh, let, let's do this. The Asian sensations here coming up at the farmer's insurance. Love it. Um, so we got a, we got a lot of sports that we can delve into from, uh, from the last couple sure. of days. Why don't we, um, why don't we save, because we'll, we'll do it with a lot of guests, why don't we save the NFL stuff and look like Debo Samuel sure. doesn't practice today, not unexpected for the 49ers, status still uncertain. You get the feeling they're going to take this right up until 90 minutes before kickoff, right, on Sunday. So we'll know more tomorrow, but will we? We'll know more on Friday, but will we? So no. not unexpected there. Sunday Joe Cooney probably, yeah, probably. Not, yeah. Probably, maybe not even on Sunday morning. Maybe not right, until Sunday afternoon. Will we? Yeah. 
Yeah. I Probably not. Joe Thune, probably not going to play for the Chiefs. Isaiah Pacheco, probably going to play for Kansas City. Mark Andrews going to play for the Ravens. Marlon Humphrey looking likely to play for Baltimore. We will get to all the side and total movement for the AFC and NFC Championship games. A number of guests coming up to discuss it on the show today. But we've got a bunch of non-football stuff to get to. And we'll do the coaching carousel um, as well with Brian Callahan going to Tennessee. I got a strong take there on that hiring and that pairing of coach and GM with Callahan and Rand Carthon who's Maurice Carthon's son. I don't know if anyone remembers Mo Carthon, Giants fullback in the 80s and 90s, who dropped a pass in the 1990 NFC Championship game with the Giants beat the 49ers and en route to winning Super Bowl 25. And my grandfather and father hated Maurice Carthon because he dropped that pass wide open in the NFC Championship game. Thank God the Giants went on to win that game. Anyway, let's begin here, Ken, and we'll carry this into the next segment with uh, the biggest news in sports the last couple days. Uh, And that, of course is the Milwaukee Bucks firing Adrian Griffin a couple days ago and just announced earlier today, and this was reported yesterday, that Doc Rivers was going to be named the head coach, and Doc Rivers has accepted the job. He will be out of the ESPN broadcast booth, which will now just be Mike Bream and Doris Burke. And maybe we can talk about that as we move for along now. as well. Yeah, for, for <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. So Adrian Griffin out, despite Milwaukee's 30-13 and 13 record. And it was something, Ken, that... that you know, we had talked a lot about was Milwaukee's inability to play any defense whatsoever and how we had a lot of skepticism that this team, despite the two title stars in Giannis and Lillard, could win an NBA championship, you know, this season. So while some might have been surprised that this happened, I got to tell you, I'm with you. It is kind of a holy bleep moment because it's such it's something so impactful, right? And the record's really good. I got to tell you, like, I really wasn't that surprised by it. I, this team's in the business of winning a championship. I think it was pretty evident that this probably was not going to happen with Griffin. Giannis has some egg on his face. This is the guy he wanted when Milwaukee kind of wanted to hire Nick Nurse. So instead of a nurse, you get a doctor. Doc Rivers is going to be the next head coach, Ken, of the Milwaukee Bucks. Plus 475 to win the title. Plus 220 to win the Eastern Conference. So let's start it here. We'll carry it over into the next segment. Uh, Griffin out, Doc in in Milwaukee and what this does to the Bucks and their chances to win a title and the Eastern Conference, etc. Yeah, just we'll start with this. Uh, there, there would there would be no price change in the betting market for something like this. There shouldn't be a price change in the betting market yet for something like this. Um, so it's this isn't like, oh my God, you got to go bet something. Oh my God, like if you made bets, they're done. Like the market's going crazy, like Sunday morning NFL type stuff. Nothing's happening here. I mean, the playoffs start in four months. Like it's not four months, it started in three months. Um, but like, you know, in terms of assessing, you know, this team and whether you want to bet them to win the title, like I'll selfishly go, I only have 90 seconds left here. I'll selfishly only talk about me first. Um, this was a very upsetting piece of news for me. And it was upsetting because I have like started to build a really, really, really large position on Denver to win. And they're the only team that I want. And I don't want anybody else and no one else makes any sense. And I think it's Denver and it's Denver the whole way, except if one team that's kind of on the fringes fundamentally changes something about how they operate, there wasn't going to be a trade for a superstar player by any of the teams that matter. Philly's going to add someone, but they're not going to add anybody that's that good. It's not going to be like, well, I wasn't going to bet Philly and now I am because they got Bruce Brown or something like that wasn't going to happen. But this is something pretty fundamentally different. A team that was kind of dead. Like, they would be the worst defensive team to ever win the title in 20 ways. And now they might not be. And the star's really good. And he's playing really awesome. And the second guy might be rejuvenated now. And he hated the coach, too. Like, this is kind of interesting now, where it's like, all right, 
I, I'm sitting here with all this Denver being like, don't want Boston, don't want Milwaukee ever. And now I'm like, do I really have to like reconsider the possibility that Milwaukee comes back into the conversation? Not that they're going to, just that they might. So that was my first thought. Oh, I think you were probably a little enthused when it was announced that Doc Rivers was, was going to be their head well, coach. Well, there was a though, second right? part of that. But still, like yeah. it's, it's it's not Adrian Griffin, and that's step one to something different happening. You're 100% right. Yeah. There are a lot of uh, layers here. You know, like an onion. We'll begin peeling them on the other side. Coming up next on a Wednesday, Nick and Ken. You better, you bet. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Nick and Ken back after a day off. Awesome to be here with you on the BetQL Network. We will get to side and total coming up for Championship Sunday in the National Football League with the Chiefs and the Ravens, the Lions and the Niners. We'll talk Edmonton Oilers as we move along. We will talk Joel Embiid as we move along. Great guests will join us as well. Power Hour, Final Hour will feature all our bets for tonight. But Ken, we ended the last segment talking about Milwaukee's firing of Adrian Griffin. Doc Rivers is going to be the next head coach of the Bucks. And we went to break and you were saying how, you know, you were building a position on the Denver Nuggets to win the NBA championship and how this kind of like, at least like fundamentally like changes like the rules of the game a little bit, right? Like Milwaukee now has a new head coach and say what you want about Doc Rivers. And we will. He's not Adrian Griffin, and you knew what the Bucks were with Adrian Griffin, and now there'll be something different with Doc Rivers as the head coach. So you gave us one side of the coin, Ken. Uh, give us the other now, your thoughts, uh, as far as your bets are concerned, and then just generally in the market, and then we can get to a bunch of other stuff from this uh, from this major breaking news, obviously. Yeah, I mean, look, the the Bucks make a ton of sense as a champion uh, on paper. Like, before the season starts, you're looking at all the teams, and the the two teams you're going to be immediately drawn to for me are, are Denver and Milwaukee because uh, they have the two best players. And you can say Boston, and we've, you know, sometimes I do, I do feel like we need to do content again because we pick up new viewers and new listeners all the time. But, like, I've been really steadfast for a couple of years that, you know, if Jason Tatum is Boston's best player, then they actually make no sense as a team to win the title. They'll pass every team-based criteria you can come up with. From a team standpoint, I think everyone universally agrees they're the best. Uh, that also does not predict playoff success whatsoever. What does tend to predict playoff success in addition to team stuff is who your best player is and some of the accolades that he's achieved and some of his statistics and all these things. And Boston's got none of that. So I was very comfortable to have no Boston. Uh, I think they'll make a deep run and they'll lose to somebody, you know, like they always do. And that won't change. And then they'll get to the end of the season and then they might actually end up breaking up the team, which would be really funny because they're kind of all in and they're paying everybody a, a billion dollars to be a part of this. So I'm pretty, I was always good on no Boston. And that is actually an entry point in and of itself because they're the favorite. So it's like, great, like this could be a fun market this year. Like I'm already a no on Boston. And you get to three other teams, Denver and Milwaukee, who I mentioned, and then Philadelphia, who I, I've always said this year, I think is like very, very interesting, more interesting than I think a lot of people thought they were when they traded James Harden. And right now, the way like kind of everything looks to me is great. Boston looks great. And I know I don't want them. And Denver looks great. And I know I do. And Milwaukee is just deficient in like a couple areas. And they're really easy to identify, right? They play too many close games. Why do they play too many close games? Because they can't defend anybody. And they play these like cockamamie defensive systems that the players all hate. And they all blame the coach for them. And they don't like this is a team. It's not like they were an average team and they're bad because he's the coach. They were number one in effective field goal percentage defense last year. Number one. 
with like, you know, the same team swapping Holiday for Lillard. And you could be like, well, doesn't that explain all of it? No, no, it doesn't explain all of it. <laughs> it explains some of it. And the rest of it is this guy who was terrible at his job. And he, well, it's like, oh, you're, you know, that's, that's pretty harsh. Well, if the players hate him, then this was a failure. Then it didn't work. So like, and if the play, like the players have to buy in, that's step one. So just like, all right, if we're going to put Doc Rivers in, and we'll talk about Doc Rivers in a second. If we're going to put any other coach into this position, then there is a chance, just a chance, that the defensive numbers will rebound just a little bit. Not they're going to be number one in effective field goal percentage defense again. That won't happen. Drew Holiday's on Boston now. They're going to be number one or number two in that category, probably. But, like, they're going to be better, maybe. And if they're better, then what is this? And it's really the only thing that's dragging down their likelihood of winning the title for me, like from a statistical standpoint. So it's kind of obnoxious. Like it would have, it would have been awesome to go into the playoffs with Griffin as the coach. Cause you're, I would just be all in on Denver and maybe add some Philadelphia, depending on the third guy that they had. So um, that's kind of like the, the bucks part of it. It brings them back in for now and we can see how it goes and it doesn't have to go well. And we could just pull, they could end up being out again. And, uh, and then the second part of this is who the coach actually is, just that it's not Adrian Griffin and it's Doc Rivers. And to be fair, you know, if you were holding not Milwaukee, Boston, Denver, Clippers, Philly, whoever you liked, and you found out Adrian Griffin got fired, you would be like a little nervous. And then you would find out that Doc Rivers was the guy that they hired. And you go, oh, uh, the guy with the biggest track record of doing less with more of anyone in the history of the NBA. In, in, in its history, no one has been handed more good rosters and done less. No one. You will never find another coach. It's actually not close. I don't even know who second would be at this point. Like, the guy gets handed 50-win teams all the time, and he won one title because Kevin Garnett was the best player on the team and was never going to lose that. So just, like, that's what it was. And so, okay, that makes me feel a little better. And uh, and the fact that he got the job possibly through some of the most, like, nefarious, underhanded means imaginable, <laughs> also probably not great for the politics of the organization yep. and how all the players fit together and how this is going to go. But, like... It's just, it's at least new and different. So I can't be like, I, I, I'll be honest, like if you, two days ago, if you had said, hey, do you think Milwaukee's going to win the title? I've been like, no, there's no chance unless something changes. There's no chance. They have zero. And they, they change something and they change something pretty, pretty big. Can't change who the best player is. Can't change who the second best player is. Uh, you could trade, but they don't really have a lot of availability to do that. So this is what they came up with. And I don't know if it's going to work, but it at least makes it different. I, and um, you watch like, tons of NBA, like a tons of games, tons of Milwaukee Bucks games. And what I've been able to gather, Ken, from like reading and like listening to podcasts about this is it seems to me, and like I don't think anyone's come outright and said this, but I think it makes a lot of sense. Why wouldn't Doc Rivers just go back to exactly what like Coach Bud was doing with Milwaukee's defense? Like here comes Adrian Griffin. He changes the entire defensive setting around. You, you even mentioned it. The players hated it. They didn't like like what he was asking them to do. Why wouldn't Doc Rivers just say, okay, like let's do exactly what you what we what you guys did last year? Let's get Lillard the ball more because his usage has been down, and the players will be happy, and they'll probably roll through the regular season, and they'll probably be the two seed, whatever, one of the top seeds in the Eastern Conference. So I agree with you. Like I think this will be better for Milwaukee can't be worse maybe Ken would impact how we bet Milwaukee game by game obviously where say they're an eight and a half point favorite against the team maybe you lay it with Milwaukee instead of take the points assuming that the other team's going to score 135 and Milwaukee's only going to score 140 but I think what this does here for me at least and it's a conversation that you and I had I think last week on the show and it's how open the Eastern Conference can be right 
um, if you don't like Boston and Milwaukee elite with Adrian Griffin, you didn't like Milwaukee, then maybe it opened the door, Ken, for a team like Miami as the eight seed last year to be a surprise winner before getting you know, cut down by Denver in the uh, in the NBA Finals. So, well, I think this definitely will make Milwaukee better because, like, I don't think it's possible for them for them to be worse. You know, Doc's gonna screw it up in the playoffs. I think we've seen it happen a million times. You just you just kind of alluded to it, right? So, is it? Betting the Eastern Conference here, and we can turn this back into a more specific Milwaukee conversation. I'm looking at BetMGM and the odds to win the East right now. And Boston and Milwaukee are the two favorites. Philly plus 475. I think you and I both really like the 76ers this year. But then kind of draw a line there. The Heat just trade for Terry Rozier, who like is obsessed with Miami and Dwayne Wade. And I loved all those old tweets that started getting shared after Rozier dealt to Miami. The Heat are at 14. My New York Knicks, fresh off a stirring fourth quarter comeback win last night over the Brooklyn Nets. And as I've always said, there are no Brooklyn Nets fans. It's a figment of everyone's imagination. That game was basically played at Madison Square Garden last night. My Knicks at 20, and I'll just I'll throw the Cleveland Cavaliers here, Ken, at 25-1, to 1, who have been playing surprisingly good basketball despite some injuries here. Is it just like take your shot between one of those three teams, teams that we think could potentially get there, if we think this is going to be really wide open? So your thought on the state of the Eastern Conference and betting that conference? Yeah, so there's, so there's a couple things that have to get figured out, right? Uh, first thing... What is what does Milwaukee look like? What is this? Um, my guess is it'll look fine because there'll be a honeymoon period for a while where like look like you you made all the noise and you got a new coach. You you have to try hard now. Like you have no choice. And so it'll look a lot better in the regular season. So all right. That's like the first thing we kinda have to figure out. I think we kinda know how that's gonna go. It'll at least improve their profile enough that you'll have to consider Milwaukee as like a title contender. Uh the second thing that has to happen that's probably the most important remaining is need to assess what the Sixers do with their roster at the trade deadline. Uh there is no team that like more obviously is going to change its composition in some way than Philly. And they have like a ton of expiring contracts. They got draft capital. They have Daryl Morey, who is like obsessed with taking this team to the finals. Daryl Morey's never been to the finals before. And between Houston and this franchise has had plenty of opportunities and hasn't gotten there yet. Neither is Joel Embiid. Like they're going to. How gonna, much money have I lost on that? How much money right. have I lost on that? The Daryl Morey <laughs> Rockets. <laughs> well, I lost on uh, the Jimmy Butler. Sixers, I'll call them that because he was the best player on the team. The Kawhi shot that banks in. Uh, I I won the Sixers in Game Seven. They covered the spread on that shot, but they I had them to win the series and goes to Game Seven and uh, and they lose to Kawhi, which is crazy. And the, the Raptors go on to win the title. Um, so that's what does Philly look like? Can they get a little better? If they can get a little better, then the, your title contenders are actually like the big three player wise, and that makes sense, right? It's Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, and it's their teams, and that would make a lot of sense, I think. Uh, I'm out on the Clippers, and we can do that at some point later. They can definitely make a deep run, but eh, I'm pretty out on them to win the title. In terms of the East, to your more specifically to your question, the way that I've chosen to play a couple of these. So basically what you're playing and what you're teeing me up on is, do you want to play it to play out exactly how last year did? Which is the East all cannibalizes itself and something really funky happens and a very likely champion emerges from the other side and then beats the crap out of that team. And so if you want to play that to happen again, it can happen again. The Celtics, no matter how good they are in the regular season, they will be vulnerable in the playoffs. They just will. And so they kind of can be beaten. Now, they could be beaten by Milwaukee or Philly. You don't win a lot of money on that happening. They could be beaten by the Heat because the Heat deserve that level of respect. Uh, I think it's also small remote possibility that the Knicks, who I kind of view as like a miniature version of the Miami Heat, just with like less success, but like 
I could see the same thing happening where, you know, it's just, you have Spo instead of Tibbs and that's why you would prefer Miami in that situation. But maybe like, another move Brunson, still to be made for the Knicks. And that that's like sure. the talk locally here is and that the there's Brunson's gotta be playing, one more move. Right. Like the, the way Brunson's playing and the way Ananobi's playing, like Ananobi was like a grand slam trade, the way that it's ended up working out, the way that the pieces fit together. Can they do what the Heat did, but with like slightly worse coaching? Maybe. Okay. So like, how do you want to play that stuff? To me, the only way to play the long shot East teams, uh, they're never winning the title. They're going to be the fodder for somebody good. That's how it's going to play out, just like last year did. So, like, I would never bet long shot teams to win the East ever. I'd never bet long shot teams to win the East or West ever in any conference. I would play the exact result in the finals. So, like, why would you bet? What's the, what are the Knicks at MGM right now to win the uh, East? The Knicks are twenty to win the East. Okay, N- Nuggets over Knicks as a conference as a NBA Finals result is fifty five. Why would you play the Knicks to win? The, are the Knicks going to make win the East and beat somebody? Never would be the first time in history anything like that has happened. Like, and it can happen, but I don't know why you'd bet on the first thing ever. Like, again, like I say never on this stuff. It's one in a million, but like, why would you bet the one in a million at 20 to one or whatever? It just makes no sense. You'd much rather play essentially last year's outcomes. Nuggets over Heat, Nuggets over Knicks, Nuggets over Sixers, which I have for an unconscionable sum of money already. Like, I think it's really going to be Embiid, Jokic in the finals, and, and Jokic is going to win, but, like, whatever. We'll see what happens. And that'll, and... Be, the, that'll be the best NBA finals in I, I don't know how long. <laughs> if, if in, in all seriousness, just the sports it'll fans, a, how fun would that be? An incredibly hyped series. Yeah, it'll be an incredibly hyped series. Uh, I, I would like Denver a lot in that series, but— um, And Denver it, would know, be the heels— be... Denver would be the big time heels in yeah, that series against against Embiid. Yeah, and it's it's uh and for people who are like, man, that sounds really awesome. Well, I have good news. Uh, the two teams are playing in Denver in like five days, and Embiid I think is going to end up playing in that game. It's not the first, It's not on a back to back. It's two games from now on Philly's schedule, and so like you'll get a sneak peek. Hopefully, we we saw Jokic go to Philly. A lot of people have said this. It would be nice to see Embiid go to Denver and play which he sits out a lot of these games he does not play on the road against good teams a lot i think there's a lot of pressure i think he'll play even if he plays poorly even if there's too much pressure for him not to play he's very aware of how he's perceived i think so um yeah that's i think the east it's you know like you can look you can bet boston can win the east that's fine i would never i i i hope they play denver i'd bet denver for a lot uh they don't strike me as a winner milwaukee let's see philly let's see what they add but again, I think it's just, I think it's as simple as like it's Denver right now. And I, I won't be shaken from that. We can get an injury. We could get something unexpected. But I think we're going to head into the playoffs like this. Then I'm going to be really interested in the Nuggets. And so if you're going to have your your Eastern Conference teams you brought up, then that's that's the, you know, the carcass getting fed to Jokic and the Denver Nuggets in the finals. And you could play a much, much, much bigger price on it to play out that way. I don't know if it's like the money could ever work, but I like how like Bruce Brown goes to the to the Raptors, right, and is immediately campaigning to like get like traded to the Knicks. Yeah. Denver should get Bruce Brown back. I, I don't know if that would ever happen, if it's possible for that no. to happen, but whatever. I think he's gonna go to Philly. That would be my guess if I had to I'll guess. tell you, it's really a great yeah. it's a great trade if that happens. If the if the Sixers were able to we'll get Bruce they Brown, do. they can do a um, lot of stuff, and it's all on the fringes, but it's all really good. Like they can, they don't have to give up anybody from the core to add like someone good and you all that's always the best possible position to be in set the uh set the betting market Knicks Nuggets NBA finals Carmelo Anthony shows up at game one in Denver in a Knicks jersey (laughs) oh wait set the set the price that he does that 
that that he would that he would be rooting for the Knicks and would be at one of the games wearing Knicks apparel as opposed to rooting for the because he hates oh, Denver, they, right? Since they gave Jokic, well, you know his the number. story, right? Because they yeah. gave you, yeah. Because they, well, to be fair, like they didn't. I don't think they knew that Jokic was going to be this. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, to be like, fair, yeah. Well, <laughs> also, Jokic is better. Yeah, just uh, so it's yeah, it's worked out not how anybody would have wanted, probably. Yeah, I mean, he'll he'll insert himself in that conversation, no question. Uh, we got we have so much more to do here. We haven't even scratched the surface of the National Football League. We've got breaking sure. coaching news in the National Football League. So much good stuff coming up over the course of the show. More NBA, some NFL coming up next year to wrap up our number one with Nick and Ken. Chance at 70. Embiid. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Kate Scott with the call the other night on NBC Sports Philadelphia. That's the uh, the Sixers law local broadcast call. We were talking during the break. NBA TV broadcasted the game, and I just got to like, just a tip of the cap to that broadcast lucky, team. Lucky bounce for them, by the way. You, you, you pick up Sixers Spurs, which is like Sixers favored by 11 billion, and you get that on national team like oh Embiid Wembenyama great it was also going to be a dead game it was going to be a terrible game and you got you got a guy who got scored 70 points on national TV like great get for like really lucky get for them uh we were saying during the break and 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 that was the broadcast that we watch nationally because we don't live in Philadelphia right. um Spiro Didis, my fellow Fordham Ram the Greek freak who's awesome Brendan Haywood who was absolutely hysterical and I think like Kind of like every once everyone realized what was happening, like on social media, you probably put the game on and people were watching it. I did. Uh, Brendan Haywood was making me laugh out loud whenever someone other than Embiid on the Sixers would shoot, he would call them out. And then Dennis Scott was hysterical in the post game interview with Embiid when they dumped all the water and Gatorade on him. He's like, "Get the hell out of here, guys! This jacket's brand new." Great job by NBA TV in all seriousness on Monday night covering uh, the Sixers' uh, win over San Antonio. Highlighted, of course, by 70 points, as you heard coming back from break from the great Joel Embiid. We will talk about Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia Sixers and NBA MVP in just a moment. We'll give you a little bit more on the Milwaukee Bucks in the wake of the Adrian Griffin firing. We do have some breaking news in the National Football League, and we will talk about this in full a little later in the show. Not much to do with this now, if anything, obviously, in the betting market, but just getting ahead of stuff for next season. Uh, Vic Fangio, uh, defensive coordinator this past season of the Miami Dolphins, former head coach of the Broncos, one of the great defensive coordinators in the last two decades in the NFL, mutually agreeing to part ways with Miami, uh, clearing the path for him per, per like every NFL insider. He's going to be the new defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think it's probable, not definitely, but probable that Cliff Kingsbury will be the new offensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles as they rebuild their coaching staff in the wake of their kind of, you know, stumble to end the season, as Ken would say, stepping on a rake for the last however many weeks of the year. So Fangio's going to be the new DC. We'll see who the new offensive coordinator is for the Philadelphia Eagles. That is a home run hire. Jim Johnson, V2.0. Have to get some better corners to support the pass rushers for the Fangio defense, but that is a grand slam defensive coordinator hire for the the Philadelphia Eagles. Great guests will join us starting next hour on the show. We look forward to that. Headlined by Dave Wanstead, who will start it off at 4 o'clock Eastern. But before we get to the guests, Ken, before we get to Joel Embiid, give us a little bit more here on Milwaukee, specifically an award market that you think will be impacted by Doc Rivers taking over as Milwaukee's new head coach, replacing the fired Adrian Griffin. Yeah, I just, I kind of want to see, like I said in the last segment, kind of want to see how this plays out because it could go a few different ways with, with Doc and, and the Bucks. 
is their identity going to be different? Is it just going to kind of be the same? Because look, like the players are all the same. Why why do they have to start defending? Why do they have to start, you know, playing lower scoring games or blowing teams out, you know, things that they aren't, they aren't doing right now? Why do they have to start doing those things? Maybe they don't. If they do and they become like a a more normal team with a big record, because you, you, what's their record again? I always forget. Uh, what 30 and 13, 13, whatever it is. 30, 30 and 13. 13. So people are like, oh my God, 30 and 13, you fire the coach. Like, go look at the underlying numbers of this team. Uh, they're in a close game every night and they have won basically every close game that they've been in. So their net rating stinks. Their overall numbers stink versus a lot of their competitors who have better records. So if you, if you just look at the record, it's kind of masking that they find themselves in close games all the time against bad teams find themselves in close games. I mean, the Pistons, they find themselves in a close game. Pistons covered, really covered two games last week against yeah. them. So it just it's really tough to just be like, well, the record, uh, that's not really what it was, and that's why they made the move. Um, if they change their stripes and they play differently, uh, I think it's possible that the clutch player of the year uh, award, whatever it is, uh, market could be impacted. And Damian Lillard's the favorite. There's, I would just remind people, we're about to be game 50 pretty soon. And nobody knows anything about who's ahead in any market. MVP, we have polling. We know Rookie of the Year is a two-player race. Beyond that, nobody knows anything. All the people who are saying who they're going to vote for are giving weird, outlandish candidates. And I don't think they reflect like a mainstream opinion. And this is a market where nobody knows anything. Nobody knows how people are going to vote. Nobody knows who should even be ahead right now. And it's all guesswork. Now, I will say... I viewed I viewed Lillard as by far the most likely player to win prior to this coaching move. Why? Uh, because every voter is going to do the same thing. They're going to go to NBA.com and they're going to filter by clutch time and they're going to look at who the best players were because it's how we keep track of this stuff. It's everything De'Aaron Fox led last year and he was on a really good team. And Lillard's case is that in this clutch time, he's the best player. He doesn't score the most points. But he wins by far. They're like 19 and 5 in clutch games, something like that. His plus minus is like a billion. He He's the best clutch player so far this year. Okay, well, what if they just stop playing in clutch games? <laughs> because now Doc Rivers is the coach, and now they defend a little bit better. Now they win by 20 every night. Like, is he going to be in as many of these situations in clutch time? Is he going to shoot as much? Like, what's going what's, what's gonna to happen here? Again, like, we're changing the rules, and I don't like it because I had a really strong opinion. And does it open up the opportunity? And there, there isn't another player where it's like, oh, my God, you have to go bet this player right now to win Clutch Player of the Year. I think there are about three or four players that make sense. I don't want to go over who they are right now. But, like, the idea that Lillard now, I feel like, was, I think, like, a month away from maybe having a stranglehold on this thing. And now what? Now, like, what is this going to be? If he just stops playing in these games... That's pretty tough. And he makes a ton of sense. I mean, his, you know, his nickname's Dame Time. He's doing an ad campaign for Gatorade that calls him Mr. Clutch. Like, what, what I mean, this was, this was, this is Blake Griffin jumping over a Kia. It was so rigged. Like, this was going to be a thing. And now, I don't know. So that's just one, one market where it's like, I don't, I don't have good advice. Just I was getting close to, like, backing the, the Briggs truck up on a, an opinion. And again, like, that's kind of why you wait, I guess, on this stuff. Like, well, what if they do? Trade deadline is usually what I like to wait for. And the trade deadline produced a coaching change instead. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Wednesday. Uh, we'll get to Championship Sunday in the National Football League. Great guests will join us starting next hour on the show. But still talking NBA here. A lot happened in the association. Uh, well, Ken and I were off on Tuesday. Our last show was on Monday. Uh, let's get into Embiid. 
70 points a couple nights ago. He's obviously amazing at the height of his powers right now. And speaking of back up the Brinks truck, and obviously everyone should bet responsibly, but I hope people did put some money on Embiid when he was 9-1 to to an MVP when Ken Yu came on the air, uh, what, nine days ago now, 10 days ago, and said, hey, like, this price is wrong. Uh, Embiid is plus 120 to an MVP now. Uh, Nikola Jokic plus 275. Shea just alexander plus 375. Luka Doncic at 9. Giannis Antetokounmpo at 11. So Embiid, the clear favorite, and that will obviously happen when you score, you know, 70 points in a game. Uh, pretty amazing. Uh, anything, Ken, for you on Embiid following his 70-point effort on Monday night? Yeah, I mean, look, if you're if you're holding the tickets, like I'm texting people that bet it too, and like friends of mine that also bet awards or people that I know, and it's like, you know, we're all watching the game and we're all texting the same thing. It's some combination of this is awesome and please don't get hurt. It's probably some combination of those two things. And, you know, like when it, when it was obvious, he was Nick Nurse gives the, the interview before the fourth quarter and says, like, <laughs> the way he put it, I wish I could remember the quote, like, Joel looks like he's really into it tonight. So I'm going to put him back in with like six or seven minutes, which is kind of an indictment of the other games, just to be honest, when you say it like that, like, oh, it looks like he cares tonight. I guess I'll put him back in at like seven minutes to go. And once he said that, you know, I'm texting people like, this is great, but like an extra seven minutes on his, in his gas tank, you know, like this is like, you could seven more minutes, you can turn your ankle or something bad can happen. Look, I mean, you know, it's the best possible run out. Like I, I didn't know he was, when we bet this, I had no idea he was going to outduel Jokic to that degree and they were going to win and he was going to score 70 points. It was really, it was good luck. It was good fortune. And, um, but you know, I, I do think that however the run out happened of games, that this price drop to some degree was always going to happen. Just didn't know how many games it was going to take. He was the best player before he got hurt. Like, it's not like the, this isn't surprising, even if 70 is surprising, that he's playing really well and having these big games. Look, I mean, all the midseason content that came out about this award, we'll have another poll in two weeks. It's going to be Embiid and Jokic in that order, probably. And it's just like how close they are. Uh, there won't be a third, the way that this is played out, there probably won't be a third player that becomes remotely interesting. It'll be like, can people stomach the games miss? And I think the answer will be an, un an unequivocal yes and vote. Embiid. It helps when you drop uh, 70. It helps. Right. When that and it's just, you have a, like Rachel Nichols, who's like kind of become an Embiid apologist in the media, but like, you know, like has some gravitas too and covers the league, obviously. Good. We and met him. Keep apologizing. And she's, for and him, she's tweeting like, <laughs> well, she's, she's already doing the like, this is why it's so bad to have the games limit because he's so obviously the best player. And like, if this gets taken away from him almost because he misses the games, oh, like God. I'm like, oh, okay. Like I bet Embiid like, for a lot. And yeah. even I'm like, I don't know if he should yeah, don't play do 61 games. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think I'm pretty good on that. Um, look, I, you know, the market has it, I think pretty close. You're really just, you're, I think you're just getting closer and closer to closer to uh, handicapping an injury which is what do you think the likelihood is that he's that he doesn't miss the games it's worth noting you may view back-to-backs as like an essential part of this because he may not play in some of the second nights of back-to-backs and stuff it's just worth noting i believe they have four or five left this season uh two of them are in extremely advantageous situations for him to play so like uh out of the all-star break the first two games out of the break they play a back-to-back that's much easier. You have extended time off going in. And then basically right at the end of the season, they play another back-to-back -back, and the second game is against San Antonio again. And be like, that's an easy 25, 25 minutes. We're up 30. I'm not playing the second half. Like, or maybe you score 70 again. Right. So just it would be a lot of attention on that game probably for that reason. Just, uh, you know, yeah, he can get hurt. And if he gets hurt, I lose. Totally at peace with that. Also, we're getting really close to just like if he plays the games, he wins. And as he gets closer to doing that, then the price needs to keep adjusting for that reality. 
And it's kind of unfair to Jokic that that's what it is, but I think that's what it is. And uh, so I'll continue betting the market that way, which means nothing to do yet. But as we clear like another four, six, eight games, and it becomes really likely he's going to hit the threshold, then the price needs to drop really dramatically. And uh, and we'll see if it does that. I, I want to know where the hell was, we got to get Rachel Nichols on the show, by the way. Where the hell was Rachel Nichols for NFL Comeback Player of the Year? We could have used this energy for DeMar Hamlin and Baker well, Mayfield and Joe announcement. Flacco. I think it's tomorrow. Pro Football Writers Association has been doing their awards all week. I don't Coach, even want to think. I think like, honestly, Ken, that made, it's been, honestly, like, that made my stomach hurt when you just said that. Coach, I don't want to, like, I think, think Coach about is tomorrow, right and I don't know if Comeback is tomorrow also. But I can't I'll give you, I'll give you the, you, need, you want to know the five real quick? We know five of the seven already. Go ahead. So, and this, these tend to be, they don't have to be predictive, but, like, look, it's the only, you know, window we have into the voting. Lamar, McCaffrey, Garrett. And then the two Houston rookies, both one Stroud and Will Anderson, which I think will be of yep. significance to a lot of people. One defensive rookie of the year. This is the Pro Football Writers Association. I, I wonder if uh, I, th- th- we have so much still to do on the show, which is awesome. Like, does Chris Finch's rant on Monday night, like, almost make him a little more likely to win coach of the year? He's the second choice of plus no. 250. <laughs> We got, we got, we got to get to the Edmonton Oilers it. later in the show. Yeah. Hour one done. Hour two for you on the other side. We'll start at Talking Championship Sunday with the coach, Dave Wanstead.